You're listening to the Rambling Matt Ramage podcast. Let's go! Thanks for tuning in to another podcast, Rambling Matt Ramage. Happy Friday. This is episode 13. Usually I put on my podcast on Thursday, but a little scheduling conflict, so we did it on Friday. I had on Chad Fincham. He's a NASCAR driver, also a Packer fan. I had a little, we had a little situation because my dogs were freaking out. My, my, I do my podcast right here in my basement. I got my little office, whatever you want to call it, the dungeon. But uh, my dogs were freaking out. Thought my family was getting possibly murdered. But I wasn't gonna stop the podcast. If they got, if, you know, if they die, they die. You know what I mean? No. But uh, hopefully, it's not too annoying. I, it, you can't hear it a lot, but you you can hear it a little bit. I tried to drown it out a little bit, but it is what it is. I hope you enjoy the conversation. You know, uh, man. I mean, I hurt my hand. All right. Let me tell you this story real quick. Uh, I, I I had a bonfire like, a couple weeks ago. Me and the wife drinking some beers. And uh, and I went to go move the wood out of the bonfire, like, you know, move it around. But I used my hand for some reason. And I grabbed fire, like literally grabbed a piece of wood that was on fire. And I didn't know it was on fire. I didn't see the fire. You know, it was burning underneath. And my wife just looked at me. And I was like, ah, you know, I screamed because it hurt. And she's like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? That that piece of wood was on fire. I was like, I didn't see it. She's like, I could see it. I'm like, why don't you say something? Like, usually when people are doing something stupid, about to get hurt, the other person be like, hey, hey, don't, oh, you know, at least attempt nothing. Silence. Now, my hand's all blistered up. Anyways, let's get into this conversation. We had a long conversation. And uh, if, if you don't know a lot about NASCAR, we, we, we talk about it because I'm curious about how NASCAR works. I don't know nothing about NASCAR. And then after we talk about NASCAR, we get into the whole Packers, how I became a Packer fan, and just like all, all things Packers. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did because this dude, I'm telling you, this is my new best friend. He invited me out to uh, one of the races. Uh, he's coming to Wisconsin a couple months here. And I'm probably going to drive up there, maybe check out the whole NASCAR, then give me a tour of the track and all, all the stuff that – that goes on with it, so that's gonna be a blast. That's, this dude is great. He's a real fun person. I've been talking to him through DM on Instagram for a while, and uh, just a really good dude. Really good dude. All right. Hope you all enjoyed the conversation. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe and all that fun stuff. You know what I mean. And uh, find Chad Fincham on Instagram. He's on Twitter. I think he's on Facebook. Uh, just check him out. If you're especially if you're into NASCAR, he's an up and coming racer. He's only 23 years old. It's only his second full season uh, in NASCAR, so big things coming for this dude. I'll be rooting for him. All right, thanks for tuning in, people. Here we go. I'm here with Chad Fincham, NASCAR driver. Man, I really appreciate you coming on. Matt, love. Thank you so much for having me, brother. Uh, followed the followed your social media and some of the little clips you put together on your Instagram for like a year or maybe just under and I'll tell you what I get a kick out of it I love it um, and uh, just kind of uh, an honor to be asked to be on so we're just going to hang out and have a good time no I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled yeah I, I noticed that, that you followed me like one day I think you were following me for a while and I didn't realize it and then I, I saw and I was like a uh, NASCAR driver I was like I don't really know anything about NASCAR but uh, I saw you followed a lot of Packer players and like Packer people so I followed you and I actually I've been learning a lot about NASCAR just following you, and not not too much because you can't learn a lot from pictures and videos and stuff. But just 
it, it's really uh, interesting. Like, I like as a kid, I liked racing. I never knew like the rules and like all the stuff that goes. I just, I just liked fast cars. But uh, it, 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 it's awesome to like that we've been talking lately and we've been uh, DMing each other. And I, that I had to have you come on because like I, I have to talk to you. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, I think in order, you know, I think that's how it all starts for everybody as far as getting to learn a little bit about NASCAR and kind of understanding the sport. Growing up, I'm 24 years old, and growing up, uh, I mean, all the way back to as long as I can remember, um, I love, for some reason, I just, I love cars. My dad, mom, uh, my grandparents, kind of like a car family, and so I grew up being around them. Um, and a lot of drivers, their stories are, well, my dad raced or my grandfather raced or I'm actually the first generation racer in my family. Um, and NASCAR, uh, that's very rare. Uh, there are some that's doing it that way, but, uh, it's, it's just very rare. Um, a lot of the guys you see out there have past history with the family, uh, especially family that's made it, you know, some, some of the drivers <clears throat> might not necessarily be first generation drivers. Um, in NASCAR, some have dads that raced in NASCAR, and some have people have their dad that may have raced but not made it to NASCAR, and they have. So, uh, me, it was just an all cold start when I was six years old. Um, I just we were chilling at home one day watching a race, and uh, there was an ad in the newspaper where a kid that was about twelve years old was advertising this little go kart for sale, and it was like a racing go kart. You know, I was all about it. Of course, I was a young kid, and I told Dad, I said, that's what I want to do. I was playing baseball at the time, T-ball. And uh, he said, oh, yeah, right. You know, kind of kind of blew it off, and I kind of stayed on it pretty good about it. Talked him in to at least going and looking at it, and we went up there and bought it. And, man, it's like, you know how stuff just kind of falls into place. We got all the gear to race. We got the cart. Um, found a local dirt track uh, within about 30 minutes of our house and went and started our practice in there. And then in a couple weeks, we entered our first race, and we actually won the first race we ever entered in. So that was neat. And uh, this started a long journey. At first, it was just a hobby. It was something to take that place of baseball. Um, So instead of going to school and playing baseball, we were going to school and going racing. And... For the first four or five years, I mean, that's all it was. It was just a hobby. And, of course, you know, when I was young, I was like, oh, I'm going to be the next Earnhardt. I'm going to be the next Jeff Gordon. I'm, I'm going to be a NASCAR superstar. And, you know, the, the unfortunate side is reality will kick in. And sometimes that's not really how it goes. But, you know, when you're a little kid, you think that's how it's going to work. And I've just stayed on path with it. And opportunities have opened up throughout the years. And I've been racing for a long time now. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's crazy. Yeah, because like every story I've heard, because like I, I've watched like movies, like uh, racing movies, and like it, it usually always is like their parents raced, and you know it got brought down to them. But I, I love that, that that you were just like I'm gonna do that, and <laughs> your dad hooked you up and just got you into it. So like, like so like your family like because like r- racing like you have to work on your own car like like when you're first starting out right. Cause like you don't, course, yeah. yeah. Like now you don't. I mean, I mean, I'm sure you do, but you help. You have a crew. You have people that help you, or whatever. Correct. But like when you're starting out, you you gotta like know everything. Cause like I was talking to people at work. Cause I was gonna have you on, and they were kind of telling me like they're they're more race fans, and they were like just saying like everything that goes. Like I can't even fix brakes. <laughs> like on my. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, awesome. I got people for that. So that's just amazing. That that's just how you started. 
So, like you mentioned, Earnhardt, like because that I put a question on Facebook of uh, like asked you any questions or whatever. Uh, some someone someone want to know if you're leading the Daytona 500, who's the last driver, past or present, that you want to see in your rearview mirror? The last driver. Well, I mean, in, in my opinion, uh, I can name I can name two, and, and one is past, one is present. One is Earnhardt and the second Earnhardt Senior and the second one is present and that's Kyle Bush. Uh, both drivers throughout the years. Uh, I, my, my family um, growing up, we we were all very big Dale Earnhardt Senior fans. I mean, it was decorations in the house. My dad owns a heating and air company here locally. All of his work fans had the, the black number three plate on the front. I mean, just absolutely diehard Earnhardt fans and. Um, then years down the road, uh, Dad was in search to pull for somebody. Obviously, he was a fan of mine. You know, he's supporting me, but you still want to find somebody in the Cup Series to pull for. And Kyle Busch was that guy. He had a lot of resemblance of Earnhardt as far as the characteristics in his driving style. And both drivers are just incredibly talented. Um, and you—that's uh, the last person you want to see. It's kind of like. Who's, who's the last person you want on the field with 30 seconds to go and one timeout and you're needing five or six points to win the ball game? You don't want Aaron Rodgers to walk out on the field. No, you don't. That's, that's about like racing terminology for football. I mean, you don't want to see when you got one or two laps to go and you have Kyle Busch or Dale Earnhardt Sr. On, closing in on you on your back bumper. You don't. That's the last two people you want to see in your rearview mirror to give them an opportunity to make something happen because they're the two cast and presence. They're, they were the two best in the business. Yeah, because I, I, I was never like a, a huge NASCAR guy, but I know both those names. Obviously, Earnhardt, I think everyone. You don't have to. That's like, you know, even the people who don't watch football know Aaron Rodgers' name. Or, you know, yeah. baseball, you can name people off. Earnhardt, is, he is NASCAR. Like, he is, he is. He is an absolute legend. Well, he, he built the sport. He come up such a blue-collar fashion way, uh, like you said, working on your own cars. I think a lot of drivers um, have done that. Um, and I know back in the day, that's that's how it was in general. And, and Earnhardt just, uh, I mean, really the sport was in a, in a transition. Um, it was growing. Um, they, you know, they didn't get TV time. NASCAR didn't get TV time until, I hope I say this right, uh, probably sometime in the 70s. So mm-hmm. Earnhardt was, was kind of coming in. The sport was growing. They were, they were getting more of a fan base. And then here's this driver, and it's like, where'd he come from? He's, he's blue-collar. He's, he, he owns a farm. He's trying to put food on his table and race a car. And, and, and here he is, you know, 10, 15 years later, he's the biggest name in the sport. He's won more championships than anybody or tied with Richard Petty. Um, and has done everything that you can possibly do within the sport, kind of like Tom Brady. I mean, he's he's done everything. He's accomplished everything that you can accomplish in the NFL. That was that was Earnhardt, and um, I think a lot of people looked up to him. And the way that he passed was very tragic. And it, it's it's never good when somebody passes away, especially the way he did. But that's that's that was a big turning point in the sport. Um, there wasn't. Uh, I'm not going to say there wasn't a lot of safety back then, but now they pay so much attention to detail. They're, they're putting hundreds of thousands of dollars into R&D for the safety side of NASCAR. And, and 
Um, I'm not going to say it's impossible uh, to get to get hurt or killed in an accident these days, but they've they've done their job, and uh, it really that that was a turning point as far as the safety goes in the sport. So that that makes a lot of current drivers uh, feel a lot of feel a lot safer and secure, and uh, you can get out there and kind of uh, with no fear do what you need to do to win that race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When 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 he passed, like I remember that that, that was crazy because. My my parents they're in the racing a little bit, not like huge huge fans, but they they watched a little bit, and I remember them talking about that, and that that, that was just a crazy crazy situation. Well, it was because you you had you 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 seen wrecks on TV, and you're like, oh my gosh, that's a bad wreck, or man, did you see that? And his wreck didn't from the visual aspect of the of watching the race, you're thinking. Oh, he's gonna get out of the car. And yeah, yeah. Off. But that's that wasn't the case, um, and uh, it's just it's unfortunate. Anytime you take a, a hit to the wall, I mean, you see these guys out here. You know, if they get turned sideways and then their car starts getting airborne and flipping, or those wrecks look a lot worse than they actually are um, because that wreck is every time you're making contact back with the ground it's a slow impact and it's the, the, G, the G's are very low when you're hitting it. All right. If you take one big blow to a wall or to another car you have a really high G impact which is what you know hurts your body so that's where the R&D started with the sport really and that's where it took its turning point come up with soft walls and Hans devices were in full containment seats we bet we have nine seat belts <laughs> oh really <laughs> you ain't going so, nowhere I mean, we're uh we're i'm not gonna say we're indestructible uh i don't everyone use that term but uh we are very safe and um he's looking for ways to improve this and i think if the technology would have been where it's at today back then i think we would have been able to save a lot of drivers lives but uh yeah, that's that's kind of that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that that's that, that that sucks that it had to come to that. I mean, with, with everything, like with football, with the helmets, with everybody with the CTE, so they made the helmets better. Same thing with racing, you know, with someone passed, you know, that we got to fix this. It's it just a shame that they can't fix that before these terrible things happen. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, in, in every aspect. So, what is your uh, like your scariest moment? Have you ever had this like a moment where you're like, oh, like I'm in trouble, or you know, <laughs> something like that? <laughs> well, uh, yes, and the best way I can describe this is when you're in that race car and you're racing, um, you forget how fast you're going. You lose you lose touch with just how fast you're going and all the other cars around you, there's 38 other race cars on the track at the same time. They're all going the same speed, essentially. I mean, some are faster than others, but you don't, you don't, you, you lose your concept of it. So when you get into a wreck, you don't realize how fast you're going until you can't stop when you're trying your hardest to. So as a driver, when, when you, when you wreck, whether it's you got bumped in the rear, your tire blows, you have a mechanical failure, whatever the case may be, whenever you go in to the corner and you say, oh, we're wrecking, you have probably five to ten seconds before you make impact. That is the longest ten seconds of your life because you're thinking, this is going to hurt, this is going to hurt, this is going to hurt, but you don't know how bad it's going to hurt. And sometimes they don't hurt at all, and sometimes they hurt really bad. 
And uh, it, I think it's more of the mental game at that point. The impact, you already know you're going to wreck, so the impact's going to be there. I think the scariest moment's getting there and trying to figure out in your head how you're going to take the impact. <laughs> yeah. That's the scariest part. For me, um, I've been very fortunate. I haven't been in too many bad accidents, uh, but I have had a couple that have come to mind. One was last season, which was my first full-time season in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, and my first time ever going to Texas Motor Speedway, which is one of the fastest mile-and-a-half tracks that NASCAR goes to. Um, I got tagged up a little bit getting into the first turn, turn one, and my car got out of control, and I backed into the wall at about 170, 180 miles an hour. I mean, it, it completely destroyed the car, and that was the hardest impact that I'd ever taken, well, even still yet, uh, into my career, and uh, it, it rattled me a little bit. I mean, that was, that was a hard blow, and uh, with that feeling, whenever you go into the corner and you, you feel that bump and then your car starts spinning, I mean, the only reaction you have is foot on the brake. That's it. And hold on. Yeah. And there was probably, you know, like I said, five to six seconds where you're like, how bad is this going to hurt? And I was back, I was backing into the wall, so I couldn't even see it. My mind was just thinking, all right, I've, I've got to be getting closer. I mean, you're just staring at the at the banking going into the corner and then bang, you hit the wall. So pretty, it's a pretty hopeless feeling. Yeah, that, I, I can't imagine going that fast and then just going off. Like I, I've been, I've I've only really been in one accident in my life, and I almost crapped my pants. And we, were, <laughs> and we were only doing like sixty, so I can't imagine doing you know two. Like how fast do you go? Like if, if you're going, you're going good. Everyone's just rolling. Like what's the average speed? Um. Well, you know, your speed is based upon how big the tracks are, but NASCAR can go from anywhere from a little over 200 mile an hour, 204, 205. We can go anywhere from that to the slowest track on the circuit, which is uh, probably Martinsville or some of the road courses that we go to. I mean, we'll be down into like the 115 to 120s. So, I mean, we're uh, across the board. We're, we're running a, a, a pretty good bit of speed every at every track, but some tracks, I mean, we can get – we can get over 200 and um i'm not going to say that that's kind of the threshold 200 to where when you get over that it's it's like oh well that's too fast because as a driver you want to go faster to win the race but uh there's there's a there's a sense of speed to where you're like man you know if you wreck at this track like this yeah. is one track we don't want to wreck at <laughs> yeah yeah i can't so is there like limits to how fast like they'll let you go or is it just like go as fast as you can without like going into the wall well nascar has uh, a pretty good their rule book's pretty thick on the on what you can do to the engines the cars so so to to answer that question all the cars your your mag the your crew is maxing your car out as, as much as they can to get the most speed out of it within the rule book without cheating. So NASCAR, they're not saying, well, you can't go over 200 mile an hour. They're saying, we'll let you run 250 if you can do it legally. Yeah, so, you can do it without, you know, yeah. I, I, I get what you're saying. Yep. So that's kind of how that works. I think I, I've seen that in movies before where they're like, you know, someone's trying to cheat. They're trying to, like, do, I don't know, number of cars, so I don't know what they do. But, no, one question I had, uh, what's that movie with Will Ferrell, that uh, racing movie? 
Oh, uh, Talladega Nights? Yeah, so, like, first of all, like, do, do you like that movie? Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I, I love the movie. Like, how realistic is that? I mean, not like all the you know corny stuff that went on with it, but like just like the like I, the one thing about that movie I like is like if how they have the shots inside the car. It almost like yeah. it, it's like you can like like you feel like you're driving or whatever. Like how like is, is that is that like kind of what it looks like in there when you're flying? Yeah, I mean it's it's they did they. You know, that's exactly what we're seeing uh, from the cockpit. Um, those were real racing cars that they used in that movie. They were outdated. Uh, well, they the movies, the, the race cars that were shown in that movie are outdated to what we're, we've got today, obviously, because that movie's older. But in current time, that was current race cars. Um, so everything, yeah, I mean, what you're seeing is what we're seeing. Yeah, that, that, that movie is great. I, well, I, was that movie good for the sport? Like, do people, like, uh, want to tune in after that? People who never, like, watched NASCAR and they saw a movie, or, like, like it, was there, like, a growth after that? Um, I think, uh, I think anytime something like that comes out, you, you, I don't care what it is, you're always going to have people that are negative about it. You know, I, I talk to people about it, and they're like, oh, that movie, you know, that embarrasses our sport. And, and it's like, dude, it's a, it's Will Ferrell. Like he's kind of like a TV show movie comedian guy. Yeah. It's awesome for him to do a movie based on our sport. And so, um, I think, I think some people probably got their feelings hurt over it, but for the most part, I think a lot of people enjoyed it. That movie was very popular. And I think that it took people like, uh, my age, for instance, like some of my friends who might be into football or basketball, but not really into racing. And maybe it took that audience and brought them it kind of it kind of brought them in on it you know i think they went and seen the movie and they were like oh that's a cool movie well heck maybe i'll you know watch nascar this weekend or something so yeah i think it was good for the sport yeah i i think so i mean i don't know a lot about the sport but i would think that that uh is good for the sport because it was hilarious first of all and i don't think people like look at uh at least for me i wouldn't look at a movie like especially a comedy and base like an actual opinion about the real life thing yeah. because they're trying to make you laugh, and I, I did. I love that movie. I love that would be like saying, uh, "What what is it? The movie with Adam Sandler is it Waterboy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like that. You know, I think that 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 was a funny movie and whatnot. So. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah, it, it, it is. It, it, you don't judge uh, football players off, you know, off that movie <laughs> and whatever. Yeah. So, what was your best race ever like? Because I, I know it's hard to get to NASCAR. So, was there was there like a race that like pops you off and like with I don't know like do you get someone signs you? How, how does it work to like get into the actual NASCAR? Um. Well, so NASCAR has. Um, NASCAR is the sanctioning body of about five different series of racing. It would almost be as if NFL had like five different levels of, of football. So NASCAR is a sanctioning body. And then within each series, you have the Monster Energy Cup series, which is the elite series. Then you have the NASCAR Xfinity series, which is what it's, what I'm in. That's the second from or the, the next one down. Then you have the Camping World Truck Series. And then you have the NASCAR K and N series and the NASCAR Wheeling series. So there's a lot of there's a lot going on within NASCAR. Oh, all right, I didn't had know that at all. And so the best way to describe it is it's like freshman, sophomore, junior. You don't there's no 
stipulations. Like you don't have to run each series or do anything special in each series in order to, to go to the top. If a team wants you, they can get you. Uh, the only stipulation is you have to be approved through the sanctioning body to run at some of these tracks because they're really fast and they're really hard to drive on. So what they do is they, they built this approval process that drivers have to go through. Um, and basically they'll say, all right, you need to run uh, one track that is a half mile, one track that is one mile, two tracks that are a mile and a half, and then two tracks that are two miles, and then you're cleared for all tracks. Okay. Um, so, so that's why drivers come in and run park season like their first year, and then they, they don't come on until full season the next year because they have to go through that approval process. I went through that in 2017, and then last year was my first full-time season in the Xfinity Series. So that's how that works as far as getting there and getting a team to sign you is a whole different ballgame. Um, there's not really... Outside of the NASCAR bracket, there's so many other sanctioning bodies that you can go race. I mean, you have you have uh, like an ASA series that back in the day there used to be a UARA series. There was uh, I I can't even name them all. There was ARCA. There still is ARCA. There were so many different types of series of racing that you could go race on. And then what's funny is like the teams that own cars and and sign drivers in NASCAR, they own those same teams at that level. Oh, that right. Have like national exposure. So you have to get noticed on the bottom level to come to the top. So um, how I felt like I got noticed was um, I just come up, I was racing. Um, like you said, when I was young, we would, it was just me and my dad and, and my mom, and um, we we done everything ourselves from building the cars to getting them to the racetrack and then doing everything at the track ourselves, hauling them there, everything. The whole, the, whole, the whole thing was turnkey in-house. I did that since I started racing in 2001. I did that all the way through until 2016, and then I got a um, – uh, an offered ride from a team um, and they wanted to put together like a four race program for me and their first race was going to be at Bristol Motor Speedway and I was like heck yeah I'll do that you know so they signed me I drove for that team in 2016 and our first race together at Bristol Motor Speedway we won and that was the still to this day was the highlight of my career winning on because that was the NASCAR came in series so I'd won in the NASCAR series, and I was like, this is huge. And uh, I had a lot of past accomplishments in a lot of other series, championships, track championships, top 10, top 5, and national uh, points and stuff, and all the way that works. And I felt like I won. uh, So this is a fun fact. In 2009, I won what they call the Spirit of the Legend, a Spirit of the Legend Award, which is only given out it started in like 1990 and it's only getting out to one driver once a year. And uh, it's kind of like the Heisman trophy for college football. Right. I, won, I won that in 2009 and um, it was pretty cool. Um, not a lot of the pe- not a lot of people um, can, can say that they won that. And I think there was a couple things that played a factor in, into getting to where I'm at today. But I think winning that award, and then, and then winning um, the Bristol race, my first time ever in the NASCAR series, kind of opened some eyes. And um, after my 4 race contract was up, um, I went and 
started, uh, had an opportunity to drive with another team, and I took it, and that's kind of what propelled me into where I'm at today. Yeah, so then you're, you're kind of like just getting started. Like you just, I am. Yeah, you're like, like, like you, you just came up to this to, to the level yet that you're at. Like, so you're you're just like you're on the rise. Like, like big things could be coming. That that, that that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, essentially, uh, yeah. I mean, I've only this is my second full time season. Uh, I'm back with the same team that signed me in 2017. So uh, we're uh, we're obviously doing something right. They. Uh, they keep asking me back, and I like being a part of their program. And I mean, we're a, we're a small team. Um, we're a, uh, um, a, a an underfunded team, uh, and what I mean by that is NASCAR and, and any motorsports, not just NASCAR. It takes so much money to build these cars the correct way, and to hire the personnel and the tools in the shop that you need uh, to make them fast incapable of winning and at the lower levels it's still expensive but it's a lot more affordable than these levels and at the lower levels i was always in 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 a situation to where i had good equipment and i had good personnel around me and i could win and um as i come through the ranks um the budget stayed the same but the cars got more expensive so we went from, you know, showing up to a track and, you know, putting your head down if you finish third or fourth to, man, if we finish 10th today, we are having a heck of a day to where now if we finish 20th, that's a win in our book. So it's, uh, it's, it's kind of, it was kind of a mental battle for me coming from so much past success and winning and showing up to a racetrack and, and, you know, knowing that you're the word you can't finish worse than fifth unless unless you just wreck out. Um, so that was a challenge for me, but uh, the team that I'm with is underfunded. It takes a lot of money to build good race cars, and we just our team doesn't operate off of any corporate uh, sponsorship or any manufacturer backing. And basically what we do is um, our marketing is a little bit different. Uh, we actually go from – track to track and reach out to local businesses and local business owners within each area to the racetracks and see if they want to advertise their company, not only on a NASCAR car for national exposure, but um, in their local markets. Because, you know, you go to uh, Talladega Super Speedway, it's a lot of Alabama residents that go to that race. You go oh, to Daytona, yeah. there's a lot of Florida residents. So it's it's kind of a neat business tactic. Um, I'm pretty sure we are the only one in the in the sport who's doing it that way um, because it does take a lot of money to survive in this sport. Um, you cannot race just on um, if you don't have sponsors, you can't race. The sport does pay out. So if you go and you finish 15th place. NASCAR is still going to cut you a check for finishing 15th, but it's not that check that they write you is not near what it costs to cover the car. So you have to have sponsors uh, to fill that gap. And yeah. so a lot of teams, a lot of teams will pop in, they'll run half a season or a season and then they're out, they're broke. They can't do it anymore. So um, we're pretty fortunate. Our business tactic and, and our marketing tactic has worked well. A lot of companies have seen, uh, benefits of doing it and advertising with us and uh, that's how we stay afloat and uh, our plan is to just continue to grow this team we've got a lot of good people in our organization i feel like that uh, 
in time we will be a team that can run for top tens and top fives on a consistent basis. But right now, when we show up to the racetrack, our goal is to run. If we can run 20th, we've had a heck of a day. All right, yeah, I, I never knew any of that. So that, that that's pretty awesome because, like, I never – like, the people listening to, I don't know. If, like, some people are NASCAR fans that uh, that are also Packer fans, mostly Packer fans listen to my podcast. And we're going to talk about that too, how I became a fan and all that stuff. But uh, this is interesting stuff because, like, I know more about NASCAR than I've ever known before, like, how it works. Because I, I didn't know – I didn't know – I know other sponsors because I see, like, Tide on the hood of certain cars or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But uh, that's interesting stuff. But I, I, I want to get into the football side, like, how you became a fan. And, like, uh, where, where did you grow up? Like, what state did you grow up in? I'm born and raised in East Tennessee. Still living here today. Um, still living in the same house. So I've, uh, I, uh, fun fact, I didn't, uh, up until last year, I had never even left the East Coast. Last year, NASCAR goes coast to coast, north to south, the whole nine yards. I mean, we go to 33 different racetracks in a, in a season. So we're traveling everywhere. And uh, last year, I mean, I, I was so green to all these other uh, states and and the culture and I mean I went we we raced Bay we were we raced in California we raced in Wisconsin so um, my I've never been to any of those places so I got to kind of see the world last year I was born and raised in East Tennessee <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah I've never really left Wisconsin I go to Michigan once in a while over the bridge they got a Kmart over there. <laughs> <laughs> like right over the bridge. I mean, we don't go that far into Michigan. But like my my pickup truck has a big Wisconsin W on the back window, like giant, like as big as a window. And uh, so I don't like to venture out of Wisconsin with that because I don't want my truck getting keyed, you know. <laughs> some people, you know there, there's some rivals around here, like people from Michigan. I mean, not like real rivals, not like we're like shooting at each other. But you know, like I, I live close to the Michigan border. So I work with people that are from Michigan, and there's always, like, jokes going back and forth, like, you know, all oh, you Michiganders, you know, and it's like, dude, it's like 30 miles from here. <laughs> so it, 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 is that how it is, like, over there? Like, do you like – because I know in the south, I don't know. I know that there's, like, a line, and, like, people don't like each other on certain parts of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you get that with any state. Um, I would say – uh, as far as on the sports side, I would say it's that way with college football, uh, pretty big, uh, or basketball too. Um, you know, Kentucky, um, Georgia, uh, Alabama. We have a, we have a lot of rivals right here around us uh, with basketball and football. So uh, on the college side, so that's that's you know if you're if you're from East Tennessee and born and raised and, and you're you're you know sporting the the, uh, the the orange UT flag and all that good stuff and let's say you're going to take a vacation and so you're you're going down south and you're going to Florida and you're passing through Georgia and you stop at a gas station somebody's gonna be like oh we got a UT fan in here oh they just let anybody in here yeah <laughs> so we have uh, we have some rivals around but it's all just a friendly competition and stuff and you know I I got into to answer your first question I got into football uh, my brother. Uh, played football um, high school and then one of the local colleges around here so I, well, there's a pretty big age gap there um, there's about 
12, 11, 12 years difference in us. So I wasn't necessarily uh, his shadow in that. But I did get to go to a few of his college games, and I kind of remember that. Of course, going to my high school, I always remember going and and on Friday nights, uh, hanging out at the football games and cheering my buddies on. And, you know, I think think any anybody, you know, that uh, is a sports fan or anything, I think they – watch football so I kind of grew up watching it a little bit but I didn't really get into it I don't know what it was um, I can't even explain how this how the chain of events fell but uh, I was watching I, I never cheered like for, a, for an NFL team like, really hard I mean I, I enjoyed the Titans quite a bit growing up and I've got a lot of Titans gear here at the house but um, the, the the first Super Bowl that I really like in tune, like sit down and watch like every snap of the ball um, from start to finish was when the Packers played the Steelers. And and so I kind of knew the history a little bit with Brett Favre and his, and his departure and then Rogers coming in. And yeah, I was like, man, this this is pretty cool. And so he won and the Packers won. And of course, uh, social media, there was some social media out there, but it wasn't like it is today. So uh, I ended up, I was, I'm a big, uh, I enjoy video games quite a bit. I'm a pretty good sized gamer. So, of course, uh, I think PS3 was out at the time or whatever. So I ran down to GameStop and picked up the, the newest uh, Madden NFL 12 or whatever and had. Uh, had uh, the Packers winning the Super Bowl that year, so I've got that game here, and I, 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 became, I really became a Packers fan on that game. Oh, and ever since then, I started following them, and I'm following them closer and closer and closer. And uh, and and each year, you know, you always find something new or inspiring. But I'll tell you what, it was. Uh, it's been it's been like a like a pretty love hate relationship seeing all these players that was on that roster back then leave uh there's not many of them left Cobb's gone now clay's gone now i was like man like (laughs) yeah not the same team but i love the new players i think they made some really good moves um in free agency i'm very curious to see how the the players they picked up out of the draft does uh, watch that. And uh, I really think that uh, Rodgers has got some really good years left in him. I mean, obviously Brady's shown us that he can do it up into his uh, later years. I think Rodgers is uh, is going to be able to do that as well if he wants to. And in my opinion, um, they've, they've made some big movement to try and push for a Super Bowl uh, contents again. And I think they can do it. Um, we just gotta, we just gotta get, get the whole program to work. You know, if you watch, I go back and think about the games that we seen last season, the 2018. And man, sometimes they would like when they played the Rams, they looked like a Super Bowl team that game, all but just a couple instances until they lost. And then they go play the Cardinals, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly it, because like they that Rams game that they played as good as you know as good as they could have played until you know there were certain situations that were huge mistakes. But yeah, then the Cardinals game, yeah, that that, that one was. I think I I was at that Cardinals game. (laughs) Was uh, was the Cardinals game where after the game didn't they let McCarthy go? Yeah, yeah, that that was the one that uh, McCarthy got. Yeah, I thought so. But uh, I watched. uh, it was funny. We were coming back from uh, one of the West Coast races last year. Football was already on. Uh, they were playing the Vikings, 
So that that I tell you the game we were they were playing the Vikings and I was on the airplane. It was a four hour flight from uh, Los Angeles back to uh, to Tennessee. So I've, I've got I bought the, the the Wi-Fi on the plane and had like the the access to where I could watch it and stream it. So I've got the NFL app. I'm streaming it. And when it got down into uh, overtime, you know, it should be a went to overtime, but when it got when it got down there to the nitty gritty, I mean, I was I had my headphones on, so I didn't know how loud I was actually talking or cheering. <laughs> yeah. I had my little tray table down, and I was kind of I bet the guy in front of me probably didn't like me because I was like hitting my fist on the tray table, <laughs> and people around me started like kind of looking over, and I was like, man, like you all don't even understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I... I used to do that all the time because I used to work third shift, so I'd have to watch the games like in the morning, and I would have to try to be quiet. So everybody's sleeping in the house. It's like three, four in the morning, and I and I'm like trying to hear what the score was, like if it was a game I missed. But usually I knew what the score was because you know like, you can't stay away from social media and everything. But I'd be watching the game. I'd be like, Run, go, go! My wife's like, What the hell? It's four in the morning. Shut up. <laughs> That's so true. That I get that all the time. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I, I have some questions here because, I, like I said, I was on social media asking people like, stuff to ask you. First of all, can you hear my dogs? My dogs are going crazy right now. I hope it, maybe a little bit. Hopefully, I, it's not. I don't know what exactly that was because it's very faint on my end of the of the phone calls. But I, I think I do hear them. Yes. Yeah, my dogs are like losing. I don't know what's going on because I, I do my podcast in my basement, and I have the, I have like a little room down here. And this is like where I make my little videos and stuff. And I told my wife, like, you know, keep the dogs quiet, whatever. And I don't know what's happening, but probably getting like home invasion. I'm down here just chilling, talking to you because something, something, something crazy is happening. But I, hopefully it doesn't pick up on the podcast and ruin it. But oh, I'm going to keep it moving. But uh, OK, if you could let any current or former player ride with you, like, who, who would you pick? Or basically, like, who, who's your favorite player? Who would you love to just hang out with, maybe have on the track, just hang out with for a day? Mm, that's a tough situation. Uh, my favorite player? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Jordy Nelson. All right. That's a, that, he's a good one. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's such a toss-up. Like, I could probably name, like, five or six. I mean, Randall Cobb, uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Clay, pretty much Packers people. I mean, I follow yeah. the NFL. There's a lot of cool people. Peyton Manning, obviously, growing up, he played for the UT Balls here. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big Peyton Manning fan, but uh, they, uh, uh, I've, I've had the chance to meet him. He was an awesome guy. But, man, if I could hang out with one person, it would have to be Jordy Nelson. And, and I, I think the, the answer is to, of why is because – Jordy doesn't have social media, does he? He does, but he's not real active. He uses it for the charity stuff, I think, and like he's not like a one. He's not a guy that like he's gonna give you thoughts and stuff. It's because you know you follow Devontae Adams, you follow Aaron Jones, you follow um, all these players, and they're they're active. I mean, Rogers isn't the most active person on there, but he's there. He's active, and he's like. You, you, you kind of have, like, that small connection with them. But, it's like, with Jordy, it's like, you really, I, it's like, I only get to know him, Mike. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Awesome <laughs> all, all you know about Jordy is that he, he's a farmer. 
That he does a lot. Yeah, that he does a lot with his family farm, and and he's just a good dude. But yeah, I I, I kind of get. I think that's a good uh, reason. Cause, uh, but like, do you know a lot about like the Packers history? Cause I know that you're young and you obviously were chasing your dreams, you know, doing your thing. So, but so that you 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 just started watching uh, back in like 2010, 11, 12, or whatever. So like, right? Do you know a lot about the Packers history? Have you like looked it up? I have looked some of it up. I've watched a lot of uh, cool uh, YouTube videos or edits that uh, people's put out. Um, actually, for mm, I think it was Christmas or something another, uh, one of my family members got me like a, a Packers DVD. It was, it's a two-disc series. Um it's really neat. I haven't got to watch it all yet, but I did start watching some of the first disc, um, and it just goes through their history. At the end, I fast-forwarded to the end because I wanted to see what it said about Aaron Rodgers. The, the, it actually was made in, like, 2007. So oh, okay. it doesn't have when Rodgers won the Super Bowl. So it, that era is kind of out of this DVD, but uh, it talks a lot about the, the older stuff in the history and uh it's pretty fascinating. Uh, you know, it, it shows a lot of live footage of games. It breaks down. Um, it's. I'll have to find the name of it for you and send it to yeah, you. Yeah, I, I think I, I might. I might know which one. I don't remember the name, but like I've, I've seen a lot of DVDs like of uh, history of the Packers and like I, I love watching that stuff. Like I love watching because I remember like I, I grew up in Green Bay. I was born in Green Bay. I, I moved out of Green Bay as a kid for a little bit, but it was, you know, we lived, like, whatever, 40 miles. Yeah, so, like, I grew up, like, as a kid, my mom used to always say, like, I got I came home from the hospital in a Packer onesie. It's like, it, like, people ask me all the time, like, how'd you become a fan? But, like, in my family, you were born a fan. Like, you, like, you didn't have a choice. Like, if you didn't, if you didn't like the Packers, they were like, get that, get out. <laughs> and uh, and obviously there's a there's a lot of Packers fans everywhere. Yeah. Um, it's cool when I travel, I wear like a Packers shirt or a Packers hoodie, and we'll be at a hotel or uh, not a hotel. We'll be in an airport, and uh, somebody will come up and they'll say uh, Packers, you know, whatever. And then they'll, you know, you just see fans everywhere. But here in Tennessee, it seems that if you're a if you're not a Pittsburgh fan, you're a Cowboys fan. That's kind of that's kind of what Tennessee is. Right. And, uh, a lot of my cousins and aunts and uncles are huge Steelers fans. I'm talking huge, and uh, and I joke with them all the time. Uh, we go back and forth. Me and my cousin, uh, he's he's about two years older than me. We we are like I said, I'm a big video gamer. I've got the Xbox, and uh, every night we're actually going to play again tonight. But we have the the Madden NFL 19 game. We we play one Madden game a night. He uses the Steelers, and I use the Packers, and uh, we 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 just play one game a night and have our fun. And it's uh, it's we just all fun and games, you know, but. Uh, it's just, I, I love it. Are you good? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm, like, super good, but, uh, you know, uh, I probably win, like, at least 50% of my games online, if not maybe just a little bit more. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I've gotten better. I mean, I've been playing Madden since uh, uh, NFL 12. So Yeah, I, I, I used to play Madden. I used to play Madden before they had – like franchise mode, like we used to create our own franchise mode. Actually, I think that was, I think that was Meta. That was Tech Mobile, like way back in the day. Me and my brothers, 
I don't know if you ever heard of Tecmo Bowl, but it's like a Nintendo. It's very, very old. I haven't heard of that now. But it's like a it's like an iconic old old game for old people. And <laughs> we used to write notes so like the seasons, like the yards, so that we'd like make our own franchise mode. But uh, yeah, I've been playing Madden forever. I used to think I was so good. I'd be like, man, I am so good at this game. No one can beat me. And then like the internet came up. And, like, I played online, and I was like, I am not good at this game. <laughs> like, they just, like, <laughs> throttles me. I do remember this one game. I was playing, like, a 12-year-old kid, and and I, I was talking to him. You know, we weren't really talking, but I had a headset on, and, every, you know, every now and again, he'd be like, yeah, how you like that? And I was like, but I was beating him. And I was like, yeah, I'm beating this kid. But he was really cocky. And I wasn't, you know, I was an adult, so I'm like, I'm not going to yell at this kid. But I was like, dude, how you like that? You know, and I'm, I went like 35 to nothing. And then at halftime, he said, he goes, all right, now let's start to play. And I was like, what? And I ended up losing like 52 to 35. <laughs> he just throttled. I was like, I think he cheated. I, I still to this day think he had some kind of cheat code. Because like, everything I did, I thought a ball intercepted. Like, this kid was so good. And then at the end, he's like, booyah. And he like, cussed me out. And he walked and he left. What game is, which, which match was this? Uh, I had to have been like, I don't know, like 13 or 14. Yeah, well, no, yeah, I would say 13, probably around 12, 13, 14. Yeah, I'll tell you what, it's the same way for me, like, uh, I mean, I get on there and I, I, I play with my team, man, I play with the Packers, and, uh, you know, I, I go through the depth chart, I, I get into it, and I, I rearrange, like, maybe just a few things the way I want it or whatnot, and uh, I, I've gotten really pretty dang good with them, and, um, I, uh, <laughs> man, sometimes though, when I throw those interceptions. Oh, man, it's like the worst. What makes me so freaking mad is I was playing this one guy, and uh, this is like in the third quarter, and he he was going to beat me. Like, he was up on me like 21 to 3 or something. We're, we're late in the third quarter. It's five-minute quarters. I'm like, man. I'm just, I'm just not gonna beat this guy. And then he starts saying, I end up throwing like a one, like I obviously back down in the game. You can't run the ball, like you can't take five yards. Like you're gonna have to get chunk plays. Yeah. So I'm coming out in a five wide empty set. Like I'm trying to get somebody down the field. I end up throwing another interception. And then this guy goes, he sends me a message. I don't think he had a mic. He sends me a message, and he goes, Wow. Rogers throws seven interceptions in a game. He says, "Imagine that!" And that just tore me up. I'm like, "No." <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. I, I used to play, and then they did. I get throttled like all the time. Like I, I play my kids. I beat them up, and then <laughs> I go online and just get throttled. Like I, I don't even play mad anymore. It got me. It got me too mad. But. Yeah. Have you have you ever have you met any players? I know that you know you're a NASCAR guy. I know some players might be. I like like Aaron Rodgers. Like Danica, have you ever met Danica Patrick? I know she's not Nat. She wasn't a NASCAR driver, but she was like yeah, she raced NASCAR for many years. Oh, did you? I, see, I don't know nothing because I actually googled it. I actually have a note on my wall because I know she was the most successful woman in history at open wheel racing, and I have no idea what that means. So she uh, she did race uh, open wheel cars for many years, and she had the opportunity. Um, in probably 
ten or somewhere around there, she had the opportunity to come race NASCAR, and she did. And she sat on the pole at the Daytona 500 one time, maybe maybe twice. I can't remember, but she uh, didn't have as much success in NASCAR as she would have probably liked. Uh, she she did have quite a bit of success in open wheel though. But um, she raced NASCAR for a good little bit. I, I've had I've had the opportunity to meet her a couple times. Um, it's still hard to meet. Um, some of the really big drivers in NASCAR only because I'm in the Xfinity series and they're in the cup series. So, um, we're usually at the track on the same weekend, but the schedules are just so tight and so different. Um, when we're off track, they're on track when they're off track, we're on track. So you don't really cross paths a whole lot. Um, but I have had the opportunity to meet, uh, most of the uh, cup drivers. I ran one cup race last year at Bristol, um, so I, I did get to meet a lot of drivers when I did that and, uh, I did get to meet her. She's pretty cool. And so that's, that's kind of all that. Yeah. She, she seems pretty cool. Like, uh, I follow her on social media and stuff. She seems like she's all right. Have you ever um, met, met any Packer players? I haven't. Uh, I, I will say the coolest, one of the coolest moments, uh, in, in, in recent for me was, um, I followed, Aaron Jones on social media on Instagram and he followed me back. And so I DM'd him and I was like, Hey, I, 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 don't, I don't DM people. I don't know how that works. And that was kind of awkward probably for him, but I was like, Hey, I'm Chad Fincham, NASCAR Xfinity Series driver, blah, blah, blah. I was like, uh, watched you play last year. I was like, thought you did a heck of a job. I was like, good luck this next season. I don't know if you're a race fan or not, but if you ever want to come out to one of my races, I'd love to have you as my guest. And uh, he actually messaged me back and replied and said that he would love to come if his schedule permitted. And we kind of chatted for a few minutes, and I thought that was really cool. You know, it's like yeah, he's a really really nice guy. Like I've he is. We've I've DM'd a little bit. This guy on TV. Yeah. And it's like he's sitting here messaging me. So I'm sure a lot of people feel that same way about NASCAR, but it's just, I don't know. You still, I, I got like a little uh, kid in the candy store moment. <laughs> oh, yeah, like for sure. Like when I have like the players, like haha, Clinton Dick was in my house. Like, and that's like, it was insane. Like, I was like, I, I bet that was. That's huge. Yeah, that was like so, like, I paced for hours. Before he got here, like just stressing, like if my dogs would be quiet, if like you know my house was clean enough, like and I, and then I did not just to meet him and be nervous, but then do a podcast, and then I've got other players that came on my podcast like over the phone, like like we're doing, and I get so nervous, like actually for this podcast, because I get nervous doing podcasts like with like. Uh, my friends, like I, I did a podcast with my buddy Ben, and I, I always get nervous. Like before this podcast, I was like, "I'm done being nervous. I'm gonna do this, and I'm just gonna be normal and not act like a weirdo." <laughs> so far, <laughs> I think it's working. But yeah, but I talked to Aaron Jones and like Preston Smith through DM, and a couple other players, and like mo- most of these players are like so nice. Like Aaron Jones is like the nicest dude. Like every time, I mean, I, I know that I talked to him a bunch. And, like we're like best friends but the few times that we've messaged each other especially Preston Smith to Preston Smith we, we've chatted a little bit through DM and he's just the nicest dude like there, there's no reason for them to talk to me but they do and I, I, I think it's awesome that is cool that's very cool are you gonna uh, you should come to Lambeau Field this year I'm gonna try really hard I tried last year I had an 
opportunity. So one of the guys that works on my team um, lives in Wisconsin and is a big Packers fan, and he – I'd have to ask him again something other. He has, like, um, season tickets – all right. to, the, to the game so uh, was it December it was it was when they played the Lions last year alright he, he couldn't go and so he called me and he said do you want these tickets and I was like oh man <laughs> and I ended up having something that I had to go to racing and I couldn't go but uh, man I'm, I'm dying to get out there I, we raced in Wisconsin um, at Road America which is when I when I went there and, and GPSed it, we were only about two hours south of the stadium. Oh, all right. Maybe, uh, maybe whenever I come up there and race again, maybe I come up a day early, go to the stadium. If you're close to the stadium or whatnot, maybe I could meet you in person. Yeah, yeah, we should do that because then uh, I, I'll give you, a, I'll show you around. I mean, obviously not the field; they don't let me in there, but I can show you around the little. All, there's so much cool stuff around Lambeau Field that's just like historic and uh yeah i definitely like to link up with you and uh yeah like you're a big time race driver you could get me in like me and you we're friends now so you get me in to meet some players <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to work that angle like I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to meet some uh players uh, yeah you got a you got a blue check mark on instagram so <laughs> <laughs> you know i look at that and i'm like man that like so like five years ago, I didn't. I mean, obviously, I didn't have a blue check mark till like last year, and it's because I was at this level of racing. And like, dude, two or three years ago, four or five years ago, I would have died for a blue check mark. Like that was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. And I remember like being in school and getting on Instagram, and you follow like, you know, music artists or whatever, yeah, or actors, and it's like, how do you get that? <laughs> I was like Googling it, trying to figure out, trying to figure out if I can hack the system. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to be. I want to be very. I know it's like a dumb thing, but like that's like I just. I want to be verified. Like I have a lot of people yeah. verified to follow me. That should count. Just give me a damn check mark. So <laughs> yeah, I'm not important enough for that. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe we can. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I don't know who to who to talk to. Uh, but I'm. I would love to come to a game and and. If I had the opportunity to uh, meet the players, uh, I have uh, a couple jerseys. Uh, I would love to get signed at one point in time, so that would be cool. I actually have one of Cobb's, uh, but you know he's playing with the Cowboys this year, so that might be a, a yeah. Yeah, he ain't gonna be around. <laughs> you know, Cobb, uh, he was his uh, nephew or something another place at a college down here next to me and I, if I'm not mistaken cops from my area I mean cops from like the same area that I live oh alright yeah I don't I don't know where he's from but yeah it, I think a lot of the uh, good football players are from the south <laughs> we don't have none over here <laughs> I, I think I they're probably watching, are. I was watching an interview so I got a question for you how cold does it get on like a really cold day in Wisconsin like this last two years seems like it's stepping its game up. It's like we've had like 30 below. Like, like it seems like, I don't know, maybe I'm just getting older, but it seems like it's getting colder. <laughs> because, like, I mean, when I was a kid, it was cold, but no one cared. But, like, even, like, for me, like, I don't have a winter coat. I don't wear winter coats. Like, I wear a hoodie. 
So if it gets 30 below, which is ridiculous, I don't like that. Like, people from Wisconsin, people are like, oh, they're just used to it. Like, ain't nobody used to 30 below. <laughs> that's that's ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't wear a coat, but I think it's the same for you because, like, how hot does it get where you're at? Oh, man. It can get pretty toasty. I would say, I mean, we can see... We can see 102, 103 with, you know, 80% humidity. See, that's just, that's just insanity. See, like, if you're with, with, with a 30 below, like, that, a lot of times that's with the windshield, and uh, that's a beast. Like, if it's, like... Oh, I couldn't imagine. Yeah, like, if you, but, like, for me, or most people, like, we're not hanging out outside. Like, you're not outside, like, you're, you go to your house, to your car... To wherever you're gonna be at, <laughs> no one's like. It sucks like we got a you know snow plow or snow blow, and I mean it's cold, but it's not always like that. I mean, hopefully, you know. I mean, there's like stretches where it's just cold, and you're just like, come on. But like, I would take. I would. I love Wisconsin. I wouldn't leave. I wouldn't trade states with you. I mean, I, my sister lives in the south. She lives in Texas. But I, I couldn't live over there because you guys got crazy insects. You got like, like <laughs> some of those states got like gators just running up on people. They got, I mean, like I think there's like great people from the south because I know a lot of people on social media. A lot of them are from the south. Great people. But I can't deal with like insects that can just like eat your cat. Like I can't deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take the cold man we just put a coat on or something turn the heat up a little bit I made a video about that where I said about gators I think it was about Florida I made a joke and I didn't mean no like disrespect towards Florida I wasn't like bashing Florida but I was like yeah I'll take the cold I got you guys got gators eating people and people got so mad from Florida they're like you know, everybody hates on Florida, and now you're talking about gators don't eat people. I'm like, man, I got the news here, and I see people just getting eaten. But I was like, I'm not going to argue. Like, I'm not, like, bashing them. I, think that, I don't know. Florida seems like a sensitive people to me now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's funny. It's all fun and games. I just see these players in, in December out there. Like, like Devontae Adams lining up on like a, you know, a, like a negative something degree day in a freaking short sleeve jersey. I'm like, that dude is a man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For real. Because like, I ain't doing that. Like that. And they have to because they, they want to, you know, catch the ball. And they say it, it helps not to be restricted by anything. And yeah. But, I mean, they got heaters on the sideline. But, like, Lambeau Field, like, I mean, I'm sure you heard of the Ice Bowl. But, like... When that happened, the ice bowl, I forget what they said. It was like minus 30 or whatever it was. Someone died in the stands, like, watching that game. Like, a dude had a heart attack. It was an old dude. I mean, I should say old. You know, the older gentleman. He, uh, he had a heart attack from the cold. Like, people, like, their glasses were freezing to the face. I mean, these are all, like, like legendary stories or whatever. Or urban legends or whatever. But, yeah, it's cold because I know what 30, minus 30 below feels like, but not sitting in it for three hours, just sitting in one spot. Like that, I don't I don't know how people did that because that – and then with the, with the stadium, the wind blows around and stuff, like it swirls. I've been to cold games, 
but not negative like 35. But I've been to most of the games I go to that I've been to. I mean, I think I, the cold is right around zero. I think. But yeah, I've never been to like a cold cold because that's that's too much. I've had freezing rain. Played the Eagles one year. Uh, forget who it was. No, it was the Cardinals. I went the Panthers actually, and it was like freezing rain. But yeah, you you definitely have to get to a game this year, and uh, we'll meet up. I would love that, and uh, yeah, when it gets cold, see when it gets cold here, like when I tell you, like if you call me and you're like, hey man. Uh, you know, or if I called you, it's like, dude, it's cold down here, and you're like, how cold is it? I would look at my phone and I'd be like, dude, it's a, uh, it's twenty degrees, man. <laughs> I'm freezing. <laughs> I'm not trying to go outside. Yeah, that's funny because like, yeah, twenty is good. Yeah, I, can, I mean, in the winter. Yeah, I just. Uh, well, like, how it is here? Dad, like, I, I touched on this a little bit. My dad, he owns a. Uh, heating and air company and straight out of high school when I, I went to work for him because I was trying to still withstand a racing career but I had to have income I mean I yeah. was to that point in my life to where you know what do you do <laughs> yeah you gotta work um, I worked for him for uh, many years uh, full time and um, you know our busiest seasons are in the summer and in the dead heat of the summer and the dead cold of the winter and, and I remember some winters um, we would we would wake up at you know five or six in the morning and uh, our phones would be ringing and uh, and it's like we got we got you know 80, 80 customers with no heat the heat and air units are froze up they're quit working they're not blowing heat whatever so you know we got you know twenty employees none of them can get to work because there's snow and ice on the ground and uh, we it's just it was tough you know and I had a I had a four wheel drive truck and. And I remember going out and working those jobs with some of the employees that had four-wheel drives and could go out as well. And, uh, you know, you think you sit there and think back, like, you know, I remember that as being, like, the the cold, the, the time in my life where I endured, like, the coldest temperatures. And it was only, like, the coldest I've ever seen it get here. And it, this is, I, I don't know what it was where you live, but it was, like, negative six here. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> you're not ever supposed to see anything below zero. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, negative six, but even if it's negative, like, here, like, people think that people in Wisconsin are, like, you know, like, like, that ain't bad. But, like, it's still cold. Like, I always tell people, it's still cold. Like, if you're out, like, you know, like, snow blowing, you still got, we still got put gloves on. Because, like, I, I don't have a coat, like I said. So, like, when I go outside, like, next year I'm getting a coat. Because my last, I bought a house, so now I had to take care of my own snow. My old one, I paid someone. I mean, I could pay someone now, but I don't. I got to plow on my four-wheeler. So, like, I learned my lesson this year. Like, I froze trying to get rid of the snow. And uh, so next year, I'm getting a whole ski suit because like, I never that, – that, that's the thing. Like, we don't hang out in the, snow, like, in the cold. Like you, like you say, you go to your house, to your truck – to work or wherever you're going. It's not like we're like out and about having a picnic at, you know, 20 below zero. That's hilarious. But the, 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 the snow is the biggest thing. Like we get snow, like I think that we, like last, last year it was like April. We had like 30 inches or whatever. It was some crazy amount. And then this year the same thing happened, but it wasn't quite as bad. 
But like everybody is like, it's nice. You get like a 50 degree day. You're like, yeah, man, it's spring. And like, nah, not yet. And then, here's a bunch more snow. And uh, the snow is like, is the worst thing. Trying to drive. I got four wheel drive, but I didn't for a lot of years. I just got my first four wheel drive, like good big truck, like last year, a year and a half ago. Before that, I was driving like SUVs and cars. Like you just driving, white knuckling it. You just driving to work. Like I always say, people. <laughs> People in Wisconsin find Jesus when they when it's snowing. You're just like, please God, please just let me get here, and I'll do anything you want. And uh, yeah, it, I, I, I mean, I'm used to like now with full drive, I don't even care. Like even when it snows, I'm like, yeah, I get to drive in that. But still, if it's like that kind of snow, like when it's shutting down highways, I ain't trying to drive in that if I don't have to. That's hilarious. How much snow does it, does it get where you are? Nah, we don't. I mean, we might get like a like a dusting enough to turn like everything white for like maybe overnight. But as soon as the sun pops up the next day, within by by nine thirty, ten o'clock, it's gone. Wow. We, don't, we don't we don't usually get snow. Yeah, it, it is snow on the ground here. Like the first time it snows, like a big one, and then until like it. Like May, <laughs> I mean, it's not that it's snow until May, but sometimes like when we have that real late snowstorm, I wouldn't say May, like Aprilish, that you still see white because the dead snow doesn't melt. Like it's because it's cold. Yeah, obviously, it's cold and yeah. The longest snow was that we well we had. Uh, this is before I was born. I was born in '94. We had the biggest snow was the blizzard of '93, uh, and that's kind of like the talk of the town when people want to get into it deep and uh it was it was pretty intense uh here my dad has stories but i mean i I heard it was like bad bad but uh, the worst i've ever seen in my lifetime uh was probably like um 2013 and it was uh, we were trying to leave to go to a race in florida and we couldn't leave our, our tractor trailer i mean we they had, we had, they had all the, the roads pretty much closed off, and we just didn't feel safe uh, leaving leaving town and our tractor trailer. So we ended up not we, – we actually missed the whole race. We couldn't go. But um, it was a pretty good-sized snow. I don't remember how many inches we got, but uh, whatever. But uh, it was it, – that, that's the biggest one I remember. Yeah, like we, we get the big ones. I remember because like, I work at a cheese factory. Like I, I won't say the name, but like I'm as I'm as Wisconsin as it gets. <laughs> I work at a cheese factory, That's and uh, awesome. <laughs> and when it snows bad, they don't care. They're like, hey, you coming in? They're like, well, they shut the highways down. Like, yeah, you be all right. Come on in. Let's do it. <laughs> We're making cheese. <laughs> That's awesome, though. That's, yeah. that is like the most diehard Wisconsin. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, like when I, when people on social media find out like we're at Cheese Factory, you're like, man, you're so Wisconsin. Like everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I, I I really appreciate you coming on. I know that I think everybody probably turned off when we started talking about weather, <laughs> but I, I have a great time talking to you, man. I really want to talk to you again because uh, like we we've been DMing, like I said, on Instagram, and you seem like a really good dude. Well, I appreciate that. And same, same goes for you. I had an awesome time. Uh, been, been following you for a while. And I love the videos, man. I, I, I'm, I'm glad your profile is not private because I, I send them to like my cousin and stuff. And stuff. <laughs> we, we, we have a good time. I think they're hilarious and uh, keep it up. And uh, hey, when I come to uh, uh, Road America, um, in Wisconsin here probably with the next couple months um, I'll 
We'll talk before then, but maybe we can uh, meet up and uh, maybe I can get you out to the race and kind of, you know, show you around a little bit and give you that'd some be, and you can, you can hang out and watch a little NASCAR race. Dude, that'd be outstanding. I'd love that. Yeah, because I've been really, uh, like, I've been watching your videos. But I, was been, I was joking with some guys at work. I was like, my favorite thing about NASCAR, because I don't know nothing about NASCAR, I was like, is NASCAR interviews. Because you know, like the southern people, <laughs> like like you a little bit, you know how they talk, like, yeah, around the first turn, then when, <laughs> when they're explaining the race, like even some of your videos, I just think it's hilarious. I mean, I'm not making fun of them or fun of you, but it's just, you know, as a Wisconsin dude, it's like, I don't know anything that you're talking about, <laughs> but it, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I, I like, I, I, and like I said, I've seen the movies, like, I think it'd be awesome to go to a race. I've been to a demolition derby as a kid at the fair, that was awesome. Uh, one of my one of my best friends in racing. Uh, uh, he's from he's from Wisconsin. I can't remember what part he's from, but uh, he uh, he ran a lot of, uh, and he was actually a guy that I leaned on uh, for a lot of information because NASCAR. <laughs> we we uh, I grew up. We go left. We we run. We turn one way, and uh, <laughs> we only do about two or three road courses a year. So. Uh, it takes a lot for a driver who turns left for a living to go right, <laughs> and uh, and I told him he come from uh, from uh, sports car racing, and so he's used to the road courses. And Road America is one of the road courses that he was really good at. And uh, whenever we went up there, I leaned on him for a lot of information. And uh, I told him, I said, Josh, I said, whenever uh, racing season's over, I said, let's go to a, let's go to a Packers game. He said, all right, let's go. He's uh, he he keeps up with it. A little bit, so that it's pretty cool. I mean, the, the racing community uh, formed in the South. There's a lot of Southern people that's in it, but there's also all kinds of different cultures. I mean, you get people from out west, down south, up north, and uh, it's it when it originated, it was mostly Southern and Southeast. But now you've got a little bit of everything, and uh, and I think that's helped the sport because it's helped bring people from other areas and give interest. And um, I think NASCAR. Uh, uh, benefited from that and hopefully whenever we come up there in a couple months we'll uh, we'll get to hang out yeah for sure uh, yeah definitely let, let me know i'll definitely be doing that and uh yeah i, I think that a lot of people from up here because i've known I, actually in high school i knew a guy who was racing he, his parents had a lot of money because we used to joke about it, like hey did, can you get insurance on a race car <laughs> like no <laughs> But like he would race like dirt tracks, probably how you started, you know, just like some yep. some dirt track or whatever. Yeah, people race up. I mean, not a lot. I don't know a ton, but yeah, the sport got popular and spread around, and uh, hopefully it keeps moving for you and things keep going good for you. And I hope you win a bunch of races. I'll I'll be sure to I mean I'll follow along and uh, I'm rooting for you. I appreciate that, Matt. And thanks for having me on, and we'll do it again soon, brother. Yeah, for sure. Hey, good luck in Madden tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I definitely don't want the Steelers to win. <laughs> <laughs> Never. All right, thanks a lot. All right, see you, bud.